790 AM, 104.7 FM, KFJO.com, the KFJO mobile app. Follow 790 KFJO on Twitter. Like KFJO on Facebook. Good morning. Lars, are you in the house? I'm here. I'm here. I'm I'm stuck behind the computer, Veronica. I can't see you. (laughs) We can hear you. That's what matters. (laughs) That's what matters. Good. in your in your line of work, you come across and you've shared so many strange, wild, dangerous things that you've come across. And how often do people say, I just want to make sure this is up to code? You know, it's probably the most common concern a buyer will have when they buy a house and they share that with us. We just want to make sure it's up to code. I don't have any concerns, but I want to make sure it's up to code. And not too many even know that we actually don't inspect code. If you look at the, the standards, there are two standards for how home inspectors should inspect homes. And both of them make statements like, we are not required to report on code compliance. And the reason for that is that code is changing all the time. Sure. And we have built houses in this area since, you know, that are still standing from the late 1800s, yeah. right? So if, if, if we were to uh, inspect code, we would have to inspect on code when the house was built, which would require knowledge of historical codes for every trade and time period and the, and the type of house. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't be able to uh, inspect because you'd be reading code all the yeah, time. Yeah, that would be, yeah. We'd be there for hours pointing out things are not sure. in compliance with codes. And, and also what's interesting with it is if, if I want to try to figure out what the code was in 1978, then sometimes we'll call the, the city of Fargo building inspectors. And then first we are then sent to, you know, either the plumbing inspector or the electrical inspector because they got an inspector for each, right. each trade, right? And, and often what they'll have to do is go look it up and then call us back because it's just too much. Yeah. one person for one trade. So how are we supposed to know? And they're it? dealing with that every day, all day long, specifically for plumbing or yeah. electrical. Exactly. And then the other thing that's a challenge for home inspectors is um, we have hundreds of thousands of different types of building products and material that are manufactured by different manufacturers that have their own installation guidelines or requirements sometimes even. So how are we supposed to know all of this? Right, right. So so we don't really report on code, but we do use common sense. We do uh, focus on on safety issues a lot. Um, And another, probably the most important method uh, the way i see it of of inspecting is but you can't really do this until you have um done a lot of inspections but that is to use the comparison method okay so if you've looked at thousands of homes and you've seen how it should be done right and suddenly you see something is done differently you've looked at a your share of 77 ramblers in your life yeah, yeah. okay yeah, exactly and then suddenly you see something that's done differently it's like hmm that that doesn't look right and and then we might raise a red flag from that, right? Then when you do when you do find something unsafe stairways, insufficient outlets, small egress windows, from from your work with Nordic inspections, then what do you do, Lars? So we might report on things differently. I mean, one of the most common kind of safety issues that are reported at a home inspection is lack of GFCI outlets. Those are the outlets with the tester and the reset button on, mm-hmm. and you see them in you know kitchens and bathrooms usually. Um, but I want to say kitchens maybe haven't been required since the '90s, and and bathrooms maybe the '80s. And all the electricians are probably laughing at me right now, but but I don't know exactly. Yeah. But somewhere on that right. time. 
Um, and we should also have uh, GFCI outlets in garages, outdoors, and in, in uh, uh, unfinished basements. So we would report on that. We wouldn't make a big deal out of it, maybe unless it's a house that's built at a time when when it would have been expected to have it in there, right? Sure. So if the house is built in 2000 and doesn't have GFCI outlets in the kitchen, it's probably more disappointing than in a house from 1970 when we know for sure it wasn't required. But we will still report on it, but we maybe report on it a little bit differently. And uh, and in your your expertise, you can see things that may be extreme safety issues where they have too many things plugged in or they, they, they might not have anything that can bear enough load. Yeah, yeah, like for outlets, you know, I believe living rooms and bedrooms should have an outlet every 12 feet or so or any wall is wider than two feet, I think. Um, and... The bathroom should have an outlet near the sink. The kitchen should have an outlet, I think, near about every four feet. Um, and we don't have that in older houses. Right. Uh, so we have to kind of look at what if, – if we go into an old house, you might have one one outlet in each bedroom. And that might just not be enough these yeah. days, right? So we will report on it, but we also wouldn't make a big deal out of it because it's not, it's not expected. You would expect there is a one outlet, right, in a house built in 1920. Uh, but then uh, another thing that comes up quite frequently is uh, window wells. Okay. Because that's a code that has changed. Sure. Um, and now it's very strict to have the right size window. You need to have the right size opened area. You need to have the right height from the floor to the windowsill. The window well, uh, you know, that goes on, on the size of the window well and the depth of the window well. Even on older houses, I mean, do they get as strict? Well, th- well, that's the thing, though. So if you look at the city of Fargo's, they, they have a publication they created. It's like a PDF file where they speak to uh, they speak to window wells, and what the, the first thing that says in that publication is windows in existence are presumed to have met the building code requirements at the time of their installation. At the time of so, their installation, so we, okay. we would assume mm-hmm. that it it was done sure. right when sure. it was built, and okay. and then it will basically be grandfathered in. Yeah. But if you change the window to a smaller size or a different size, you might, um, or a different type even, you might have to change it. Right. Uh, but then there's expect- exceptions to, to that too. There's an exception to every rule, right? So so it's, it's complicated. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, Lars Knobloch, Nordic Inspections, if somebody's looking to get a home inspection done, maybe they're planning to possibly replace their roof next year or their windows, and you can help them understand, no, you don't need to do that right away. You can wait a few more years. If somebody's looking to sell their house, how can they get more information and get on the schedule from Nordic Inspections? Uh, they can give us a call at 701-566-1446 or visit our website, nordiccompaniesinc.com. And I want to say, too, I hope that, Anyone out there maybe considering becoming a home inspector is a little bit less scared now because of all the codes that they don't have to learn about. Yeah, um, great point. And we're always looking for people, uh, and um, we also will, will train uh, more unexperienced um, you know, Yeah, you'll take the right so, person. Yeah, the right person we'll for the, the job. right person, we'll, we'll train them. So anyone is interested, reach out to us. Thanks so much, Lars. Take care, my friend. Thanks. Lars Knobloch, Nordic Inspections, on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO.